Oh my goodness, we have so many people joining in already. Hi, Tracy. Tracy Ashley, she says, I'm from Chicago too. Hi, girls. And Miranda Jones, we have joined. You may now begin. Ha ha. Oh my gosh, Miranda cracks me up. These ladies. Can you see, ladies, can you see the um, comments coming in? Oh, no, I don't. Let me check. Yep. So you may see it on the oh, Facebook page, but I'll, I'll be sure to read them out oh, for you. Oh, I've got it. Where are they? Yeah, the Tracy, are, where are you in Chicago? Erica Fremont. Hi, Erica. Welcome. She says, hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, Miranda, you try. Yeah, Miranda cracks me up. Miranda, um, I will... Uh, let everybody know in a little bit, um, is a very special person for us always with My Feminine Heart, but especially for, for this month. It's not raining in my garage. Okay, so it is, it's eight o'clock already. Oh my goodness. Um, so we're gonna get started. So welcome everyone. Hello to another Trans Tuesday with My Feminine Heart. I am joined with some very special guests this evening. I am joined by Audrey Faber, who is the president of the Chicago Gender Society, and Susan Holtz, who is their secretary. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for joining us. So, oh, well, It's um, amazing to be here. We, we can't believe that this actually happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we actually have some people from your neck of the woods joining us. So Tracy Ashley says she's in the Chicago area and the suburbs, but that's kind of all the more that she'll share. Um, so Tracy, if you've not met these ladies um, yet, you should definitely uh, join in with the Chicago Gender Society and we'll share some information later in the program. So how you can find CGS and, and join in some of the virtual events that they're doing. Um, so this is this is such an exciting meeting of, of minds, and it's a very kind of small world. So Susan had reached out to me earlier this summer. Um, she had heard a seminar that Lindsay and I had done uh, for the Keystone Conference, and we before COVID we had planned to do that conference in person at Keystone. Thanks to COVID, we delivered that um, that seminar virtually, and it was how to blend in with cisgendered women. And Susan heard it and reached out to me and asked if Lindsay and I would team up and give a version of that presentation to CGS. And um, normally, pre-COVID, CGS meets um, a couple times a month in person, and, and y'all have been around for decades, and you have quite the format. Um, but now you meet virtually, which is so cool. Uh, so ladies, I'll let you take it away. If um, you know, you'd know you like to share a little bit of how long the Chicago Gender Society has been around and how people can join in either in that area like Tracy. Um, hi, Desiree, or how Desiree could join in, who's from Alaska. She's one of our regulars on Trans Tuesday. Wow, Alaska. Well, that's pretty far away. Desiree, <laughs> do you have much uh opportunity to interact with trans people up there in Alaska? We actually have more than one sister of My Feminine Heart that are based up in the Alaska area. Wow, wow that's great. Oh, um, okay, do you know this area? So Danny Butler says she used to live in Rantoul, Illinois. No. I've heard of it. I haven't even heard of it. Oh my it's goodness. Not close. We'll look that up. 
<laughs> so, um, Audrey, you've been involved with um, CGS since the mid '90s. That's amazing. That is that is true. So I wrote up a little thing that'll take about three minutes uh, to talk about CGS, if that would be appropriate. Let's hear it. So CGS is the Chicago Gender Society. It was founded in 1987 after the prior group's president started taking money from the group. When the original members left to start a new group, she said, you will be led down the primrose path or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, so then they decided to build a new group and have a newsletter, which we've been publishing now for that whole time, called the Primrose in reference to the Primrose Path. And uh, so we've been publishing that newsletter since 1987 every month. We actually have a copy of the first uh, newsletter, which was obviously in black and white and uh, not very high quality. Audrey, if somebody wants to sign up for the Primrose, how can they? Because I get it, and I it's like multiple pages. It's a very intense newsletter. It's amazing. So for privacy purposes, because we, we publish uh, pictures of members and a lot of people are sensitive to that, uh, we, we only send out the Primrose, and it's also a benefit of membership. Uh, so if you want to be a member... Uh, you you can go to our website, uh, Chicago Gen, or just Google Chicago Gender, and um, there's a application there. It's seventy dollar membership per year, and uh, I think you know you can come to meetings. They're not a large. We have about eighty members, and a big chunk of that are people that don't come to meetings but like to get the newsletter or want to want to support a group doing the type of work that we're doing. And your meetings, when you meet in person, it's a pretty cool location, right? Yeah, so we meet uh, two times a month. So we have uh, our business meeting, which isn't really business. Um, we have that above a Irish bar in the city. And we have our, as Susan pointed out yesterday, we have our own bar. We pay for a bartender and it's very private. And we have a fireplace and flat screen TVs. It is really a, a beautiful space, and uh, it is a private space. The only people going up there are our people. And in fact, we have a beautiful young woman who transitioned uh, who's living deep stealth, which uh, means she doesn't want anyone to know she's trans, but because she's trans, she comes out to relate with us, and she can come out now because we're, we're meeting in a private space. So there's no chance of her being outed as being trans by hanging out with us. Our other meeting, so we're actually also on Tuesdays. So we are uh, sharing the Tuesday space with my feminine heart. Yep. Uh, so the second Tuesday of the month, we meet at uh, the Irish bar. And for a change of pace on the fourth Tuesday of the month, we have a social in a different Irish bar. But now we're in the actual bar proper. And so we meet a lot of people. Uh, I ran into, just before COVID hit, I ran into some teachers who are curious about uh, trans people and were wondering how to interact with their the trans children in their classes. And so um, we have an opportunity there to, to touch some people and change their, you know, let them actually know a trans person, which a lot of people don't. Yeah, and I'll, I'll throw in, it's nice that we have the mix of these two places because 
as Audrey said, one of them is a private setting, a private room uh, with this uh, bar. But then the other one is in a totally public space, and we are right out with you know other customers. So it gives our members a chance to be in both a semi-private and a public space on a regular basis. So do you invite allies like myself into both types of meetings or only the social meeting, like the teachers who are interested in being allies? Uh, we invite everyone to come to our meetings. And we do have a meeting fee for non-members, but if the first time you come, it's free. So everyone can come by, check it out. Um, and listen, so we have presentations much like we're doing on Zoom now. Uh, well, we always have something scheduled for the meeting, and that's really, it's not really so much a business meeting, though we have covered some business type things. We just recently raised the dues. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that is worth checking out. A lot of people have met permanent friends there. I have all kinds of uh, people that I've met there and that I started going in 1993. So it's been a big part of the fabric of my life for a very, very long time. That's awesome. And, you know, Chicago is a big city. So around here, you know, in, in, in the Northeast, you know, there really aren't a lot of trans support groups. They kind of cover larger regions. So like our Harrisburg, Trans Central PA, people will drive a couple hours to come in for that. You have another trans group in Chicago. So there's actually two of you, but you're like the weekday group. And then there's like the Saturday society. Yeah, so that's, tri excuse me, that is Chi chapter, C-H-I space C-H-A-P-T-E-R. And so there is, they have socials as well. I think they have two, two a month and they also have their business meeting. And uh, so you could check out their website as well. Uh, you can just Google Chi Chapter uh, if you're in on a Saturday. And there are, there are people who find out about both groups. We have one person who is does some kind of crazy testing on roller coasters. So in the summer when under normal circumstances, she will come down to Great America near Chicago and spend a month just checking out roller coaster safety or something. And then we'll see her at both events. Oh, that sounds like fun. So she would just pay kind of like the um, the visit fee. Right. Now, what or she about to the socials where there is no fee? You just show up and buy a drink. Now, what about your virtual conferences? So, like, um, you know, you're you're replacing regular meetings temporarily because of COVID with virtual meetings, and that's where um, Lindsay and I got the privilege of. Um, speaking to your group where normally we would have to have been like flown in and stayed in a hotel for a couple of days. Like we got to just check in with you for an hour. How can people participate with your virtual meetings? So uh, because it's on YouTube, we are doing it by invitation. Not excuse me, because it's on Zoom, I misspoke. Uh, it's by invitation. So they would have to email our email address, which is available on the on the web at Chicago Gender Society 1987 at yahoo.com, if I'm doing that correctly from memory. We just changed it not too long ago. So, uh, but everything's on our website. So just Google Chicago Gender Society. And if you'd like to come, just send us an email. It's the second Tuesday of the month, and we will send you an invitation to participate in our Zoom. 
And we have an interesting thing coming up in this uh, coming second Tuesday. Susan, you want to touch on that? Uh, yeah, this is another uh, person actually that had been scheduled to present at uh, Keystone. Um, and uh, it's uh, Savannah Hawk, who is a, an author and a dual gender individual who uh, has written a book series. The title, I find the title a bit misleading of the series. It's called Living with Cross-Dressing. And, uh, and Savannah has been dual gender really her whole life. And I find the books to be probably the most eloquent statement of the dual gender experience that I've read. So it was very powerful to me in reading it. And um, I formed kind of a correspondence with Savannah at the time I was reading her first book. Uh, <clears throat> but um, I reached out to her just as I had done to you, uh, you know, Cass, and she's scheduled for next week uh, to talk to our group. So what, what happened, the way this came about was we switched to Zoom. We were continuing with a social function essentially you know, with our group. Uh, we had a presentation the month before yours that was very effective. It was a, a demo and discussion of uh, skincare methods and a whole, uh, you know, beginning to end uh, makeup uh, application demonstration. And uh, Zoom was really the perfect type of vehicle for that. I think more than doing it live because you have the close-up camera work for it. And uh, we just found that uh, there are certain types of activities that lend themselves to the Zoom format and presentations like yours, for example. So we're going to mix it up a bit and it won't be strictly presentations. And we want to have, you know, activities that the members are directly participating in as well. You know, but, you know, with COVID and the restrictions on socializing, we wanted to do something that can kind of take the place of that and you know, offer some value to the members in the meantime. And we don't know how long this is gonna go on. So it's not temporary. It really depends on, you know, how well we get, get past the uh, pandemic. So considering that it may still be some time further, we wanted to you know, put some effort in what we can do in the interim. I think, you know, I always try to look at the, the glasses half full and the positive side of things and the ability for us to collaborate like this so right. magically over the computer that to me is is one huge positive from this and i found your group to be so lovely Lindsay and i had the best time and because it was zoom everyone was on screen with us so as we were talking we could actually like people got to ask us questions live when we had people muted i remember asking people like just give a thumbs up or thumbs down do you want us to talk about this or talk about that um, so to have that instant visual and verbal feedback uh, throughout the seminar was just so fun I encourage everyone to check it out. Um, we well, have it was, some. It was just great having you, and you know our members are still talking about it. It was a great uh, session, and uh, everybody was really engaged with it. And uh, speaking of glass half full, you know if it wasn't for the pandemic, I guess we wouldn't have had the circumstance of reaching out to you. And now we not only had that great event, but we've got this ongoing uh, relationship that we're forming, which you know, just happened, it was yeah, as a springboard from that. And I'm really very happy how this has gone forward. I love it. And it's okay that we're both on like Transition Tuesday. In fact, I think that our videos normally come on a different time because you're a separate time zone from us. So we go 8 p.m. Eastern. What time do your meetings start when you 
are virtual. Actually, they start at 8 o'clock central, so that we are an hour behind you, so people can enjoy both. Um, we didn't, our social actually, it seems like the time has been changing because the social people just kind of strolled in when they wanted to. Last time it was seven, but I think we've done it at eight as well. So we could maybe change things uh, so that we can coexist without having to make people decide. And the social is only once a month anyway. And we've got, you know, Tuesdays that are open every month as well. So, so we're not really overlapping all the time. No, I think it's a great opportunity. Hey, for our people, if you're already doing Tuesday night with us every Tuesday, like Desiree is, girl, now you know a couple times a week, you can sign in a little early and join the crew in Chicago too. Um, so we've got some comments coming in. Tracy Ashley says she's amazed at how big the transgender community is in Chicago. That is so cool. I'd love to know the comparison of Chicago to Atlanta, because I know Atlanta has a huge community as well. Um, our girl, Chloe Webb, she's one of our founding club members, too. She says hi. And, um, yep, of course, Desiree says, of course, there's not a big trans community that she knows of up in Alaska. And we have a Juanita Saranyana, and she hey. gave us the Chicago Gender Society at Yahoo.com. She says is your email. Yeah, she's one of our board members. Juanita, thank you, Juanita. Uh, hi. hi, Juanita. Hi, Juanita. Thank you glad, for joining Glad us. you're with us. So one of the beautiful things that I love about Susan and Audrey being here tonight, but also that you are, you know, leading, and of course there's other board members and other people who help make the Chicago Gender Society incredible. You've got Karen as well. I know Karen's an integral part of like the Primrose newsletter and, and the tech. Um, you know, but Audrey and Susan, you two are like, you are in different phases of your life and lifestyle and your journey as trans women. Um, you know, Susan, um, who looks like she has been living full time for decades, you're kind of relatively new into this experience. Well, and Audrey, my goodness, I mean, the confidence that you exude shows the decades that you have been learning and living your lifestyle and figuring out who you are from the inside out. And um, even though you have been exploring this for decades, you may be taking a different twist on it than what somebody else might expect. I think a lot of people think, um, you know, the journey of a trans woman is linear and the same for everyone. And um, I think that the women that we have here today really exemplify the idea that um, journeys are just that, they're a journey, they're different for everybody. Um, and how we define ourselves and how other people define us can be both empowering and limiting at times. And, you know, we had a conversation earlier that, as you ladies know, really sparked my interest for tonight. And I shared it in our newsletter that went out. I'm, I'm very passionate about um, your, your ideas and your connection with, with labels in the trans community, because this is not something we always talk about on the show. I often ask people when I do a transition journey interview, how they define themselves so that our viewers can have a sense of connection with where they are and where they might connect or or wherever on the journey. But that's not always a, a, a positive thing, having a label identification. Susan, you had shared that um, it actually might have slowed down your journey a little bit, trying to find the right label. Yeah, I thought about it once uh, we decided to uh, talk about that today. 
And uh, it has served a purpose, and not just me, but for everybody that you have to have a way to talk about these things and to understand and to, you know, and, and get the concept of the whole range of what's within the transgender umbrella. So I don't know if you can effectively do that without thinking in terms of labels to some extent. But I think the problem I had, and ultimately what I came to was, it probably did me more harm than good in retrospect, just based on the material that I had to work with. And, you know, both Audrey and I, I mean, we're pretty close in age. And, you know, we go back to a time where there wasn't really a lot of information available. And I, I think uh, to give myself, uh, you know, some slack on this, I, I made a major effort for many years to try to get whatever information I could, read as much as I could. I was not really in denial in that sense, but anything I read going back that put this whole thing into a, a group of different boxes or separate categories, I would come away thinking, well, I've learned a lot from reading that, but I don't fit any of those boxes. So, you know, I haven't really learned about myself from this and maybe bits and pieces, but I didn't fall neatly into any of those categories. And, and for many years, my conclusion was, well, I must not be trans because I don't fit any of these specific descriptions or categories that I was reading. And uh, just in the last year when I, you know, came out more publicly and got involved with CGS and have met so many people now in the trans community, you know, I've learned much more just from meeting people, seeing and doing than I ever did from thinking about it or reading. And I just found out so much more firsthand about the diversity of the community, how we're all really individuals. And, you know, it's hard to categorize any of us. We all have our own experience. It's unique to each one of us. And probably most of us are better able to give a, a brief description or characterization of who we are rather than thinking that it falls into a neat label. I mean, it works for some people, but for me, it just didn't. That's so interesting. Oh, I'm sorry, Audrey, but Susan, um, you know, there's so many people that I, I talk to and they talk about their transition journey and I have not often heard that disconnect. I do hear, I've heard many times the longing of, I'm not trans enough, mm -hmm. feeling they're not trans yeah. enough to do X or B, Y, um, but that you, because you didn't automatically identify with the specific label that you're reading and not able to connect with stories that are out there. That yeah. must that must have been tough. Yeah, it's probably better for me to put that in context a little bit, which is I fall into the general area of dual gender or non-binary or gender non-conforming. You know, it's in that general range. And I'm not even really clear the distinction between each of those, but it's that fuzzy area of someone who does not intend to go full-time as a woman and doesn't intend to transition, you know, physically at least that's where I am now. And uh, I think the whole dual gender category is a bit difficult for everyone to understand, including people who identify that way as well. It's, uh, you know, it's not that simple. And when you mentioned a minute ago about people maybe having, maybe having doubt about whether they're trans enough, and I think that might be the misconception a lot of times about dual gender individuals. It's, the way I would put it, it's not any less of, of an urgency to express that part of your true self, you know, whether it's 100% or a mix 
of the two genders, the, uh, you know, the, cr the criticality of that connection that you have to make between your inner self and how you are relating to the world is still, you know, just as powerful, I think. Wow. I think we have um, what you were saying seems to really be connecting with our audience, Susan. I see so many comments coming in. So um, we have a Gail Burke. Is she part of your your audience? She's one of our members. Hi, Gail. Hi, Gail. Gail. Welcome to the show. She's on a call, but she's joined in now. Um, Tracy Ashley. So they are journeys. I just started mine. And since I'm in college, I have so much more to go. So Tracy is one of our young ones. She's in college who regularly joins us for Trans Tuesday. And I hope that you join in with Chicago Gender Society too, Trace. Um, Chloe Webb. Labels are like pictures painting an image of many words to convey common understanding. It's a love-hate thing. Yeah, Chloe, I think I think I can get that. And Juanita from, from your neck of the woods, I've been living this way since I was 16. Now I'm 48. It's definitely been a journey for me. Wow, Juanita. Oh my goodness, 16. That's incredible. Yeah, Juanita has a story to tell as well. Wow, yeah. Juanita, I'd love to chat with you sometime too. Maybe you can join us sometime in the future. Audrey, um, now you consider yourself dual gendered as well. Um, but in a very kind of different way, I think, from Susan. Um, so I'm not so sure we're different. I think sometimes we quibble a little bit over the meaning of things. But for me, I am working full-time as Audrey. I decided to go into to work as Audrey one day, and then I started going back and forth, and that was working for me, except that people were struggling with the pronouns and they didn't know what to call me and people were confused. And I had the sense that uh, they were really questioning whether, you know, what I was doing. You know, I think that, I think the world pretty much believes that if you're transgender, then you, you know, you're on the road to being a woman as best you can. And that's not the road that I'm on. I'm on the road to be the best trans woman I can be, but uh, I'm not. I don't have the desire to always be a trans woman, uh, though I will admit the trans woman part is much more alluring to me. But uh, I really don't want to wake up every day and worry about my hair. Uh, so I started out as a transvestite, which is now a derogatory term. But back in the old, you know, back in the days way gone, a transvestite just meant you like to get dressed, and that's what I like to do. And then it, um, it became a derogatory term, and the terminology of the trans community has changed so much over time. Uh, so there, I was cross-dressing, but then the more I did it, the more it was revealed to me, or I actually changed to realize that I actually have uh, a woman inside of me, and that that woman demands expression, or she gets angry, and I pay a penalty or we pay a penalty, however you would say that. So, um, yeah, I'm dual gender. I don't have a problem labeling myself that way. It seems uh, appropriate. Um, and in fact, I was doing a thing for an event and I was looking up terminology and I didn't even see dual gender anywhere. So we've kind of just come up with the dual gender term as far as I'm concerned, because I don't think that, you know, if you look through a list of the gender identifications, there's like 50 none of which were in the source I looked at. I think Wikipedia were dual gender. 
Audrey, I think a lot of people have the idea that dual gender is, and I've and I've and I've interviewed people on the show, and I've, I've had people talk about when they're in male mode, they're all man. They're like all testosterone. They're they're doing the guy thing. They're you know riding their Harleys and playing pool or whatever. And when they're in female mode, they're all women. And like it's almost like the the change of the dress and the outer appearance helps them connect more with that side of their personality. But then I also talk to people where it's it's always there. It's always there on the inside. And it almost seems like, I don't know, Susan, is it always in there for you no matter what? But Audrey, are you more yeah. like when you're in male mode, you're male mode, and female mode, you're female mode? No, I'm more integrated than that. I'm always in whatever, you know, my mode is. So I express, I'll present as Audrey, and I love tapping into my feminine heart to steal your name. Yeah. Uh, but I also, you know, enjoy, you know, hanging out with the family as Jim. So I've just recently told my family and they are struggling with this. I think it would almost be easier if I had just transitioned and then they'd go, okay, now I know what to expect. But now they're like, you know, I don't know. Is there a slippery slope? I just had a birthday last week and I asked the three most important women in my life to give me uh, their favorite or a pair of pierced earrings that they had a story with. Um, so I sent them an email asking for this and I don't have pierced ears, but I plan on getting them. So uh, I, I ended up with one pair of pierced earrings. Not so bad when you ask three people, but uh, yeah, so there's, there's some struggle because people don't understand that I can continue and wish to continue as Jim. I think there's suspicion that I'm I'm playing some kind of um, game with them and that I'm going to eventually just end up being Audrey all the time. Well, but it sounds like you are very happy and confident where you are. And it's just kind of a matter of the world catching up with you. Yeah, I'm trying to drag them all along and uh, we'll see how that works out. Uh, there's been a lot of bad stories. So going into this, I knew I might be part of a bad story, but um, you get to the point where, you know, I got to the point where I didn't want to lie anymore. I didn't want to hide anymore. And, you know, so if I were going to a meeting, then I married and my wife would say I was at work or something. I just, it's like, no, I can't do this anymore. Enough of this. You know, if you're hiding, then there's just the natural byproduct of shame. Do you feel lighter as you've been coming out despite the hard parts of it? Has the shame kind of gone away? Um, the shame, you know, there's, you know, it, I look forward to the day where there's like no thought of shame ever. Uh, so there is still some shame, but it has certainly gotten better. And, and it's not so much that I, well, it's because I told them and I didn't care. I was prepared for whatever. I was just saying, this is who I am. I'm embracing who I am. I've struggled my whole life trying to make sense of it. And now I'm not struggling with that anymore. I'm just going to go off and do what makes me happy. Wow. Audrey, I'm going to, that's incredible. I'm going to catch up on our comments here. You, you are igniting a fire in our audience. I think that, like this is, um, this is such a powerful thing that you were talking about. And, you know, in the LGBT community, so the T part sometimes struggles 
the most, it seems, and almost seems like the outlier in some cases. And, you know, you yourself are standing on a point saying, this is who I am. It may not be your conception of what the T is, but this is who I am. So you are like standing tall for trans women in like standing tall with other trans women too. Like you, you are just out there on the mountaintop shouting for, for everyone. And that's, it's courageous and it's beautiful. And thank you for that. Let's, um, let's see what, oh my goodness, all these ladies. Um, so Tracy, who's our college kid out in Chicago, I definitely feel the same way you two do. I will definitely reach out after this live. So I think you've just got a new member of CGS oh, joining you. Excellent. Um, yeah, Juanita says she'd love to chat. Yes, Juanita, please friend me on Facebook and we'll connect. Um, Miranda Jones, I literally thought of transitioning at work just the other day while not transitioning elsewhere legally or medically. Um, Miranda, that's awesome. And by the way, everyone, so unveiling Miranda, who right now lives dual gendered and, and part time, who's it seems like debating transitioning at work. Um, she is our September sister of the month. So welcome, Miranda. Um, she's going to be joining us um, for like a couple episodes. We're really excited. Miranda, thanks for joining us tonight. We have Ashley Chamora. She says, evening, everyone. Um, yeah, Tracy's just freaking out, Audrey. As you're talking, she's saying, that's totally me. Oh, my God. Um, and Gail says, happy belated birthday. Happy belated birthday, Ashley. And from Desiree, we have Nora Simone joining us, who's a, a beautiful friend, a client of mine. Um, she says, hi, Susan and Audrey. Here's another point of view. Um, sorry for a longish note. Even if my final gender label remained forever elusive, I'm grateful for experiencing ambiguity and wish more people did. Because of this fortunate condition, I've learned the importance of resisting what seems like an instinctive need to quickly categorize other people. Categorization is easy and seems to stem from a deep psychological need perhaps at a minimum to determine friend versus foe. Um, I cannot seem to read the rest of her note. Uh, let me see if I can find it here on our Facebook page. That's what happens, I think, when you, this is like our longest note that we've had. Oh my goodness, ladies, we already have like 38 comments. <laughs> Amazing, you are, you are spiking some um, very interested parties. Nora, I'm so sorry, I'm not able to read it through the rest of here. Um, but we will we will definitely read it soon. Miranda, what a great way to um, articulate it, Audrey. You go, girl. Um, Ashley says, I was so scared when I first came out, but as time has passed, I've literally come to just love you. I have become, and CGS did, helping help including Audrey. And um, yay, Miranda. And um, yeah, you've got a, like a little subdued cursey coming from Miranda. So Audrey, I think like everybody is so impressed and inspired by what you are saying here. Oh my goodness, what a powerhouse. And it it doesn't sound easy. I mean, it, it does sound like you are climbing up a, a mountain cliff face for, but you are blazing a trail for a woman behind you. Well, I hope so. <laughs> um, Susan, what's it been like for you? Well, it's been a lot in the last year, and uh, it was just about exactly a year ago when I first went out of the house this way. And um, but I realized later it was building in me uh, for many years. And what I mean is uh, this part of me that I always knew was there and would never go away. I mean, that goes back to my childhood. But um, I thought 
that I would be satisfied keeping it at home, sort of considering it a matter of something that uh, my home environment was sort of the haven of acceptance uh, for this part of me that my wife shared because she's been supportive of this and of me being my true self to whatever extent that I can be. So, <clears throat> so she knew from the beginning, uh, but then what was my secret became both of our secrets and that sense of secrecy never really went away. And I felt like, you know, home is really just the place to keep this. It doesn't fit in to my, you know, external world. Uh, but then looking back, I think it was over like a 20 year period, it was building up that I need to get this out. I have to go out without knowing why I needed to. And then once I did last year, I found something in me immediately that must have been shut off that whole time because right from the very first experience, it just seemed like something opened up where I could feel this sense of completeness that had not been there when I could go out and interact with people freely and express this part of myself. So I knew it was more than what I thought. At first I thought, this is a fear I have to overcome. You know, I have to, and as Audrey mentioned, that the sense of, or more or less, Audrey said, the sense of secrecy is going to reinforce a feeling of shame. And to me, it felt that as long as I feel like I need to be in hiding, you know, then, I'm reinforcing the idea that something's wrong with this. So that all went away at that point so quickly that I realized it isn't what I thought that I'm just overcoming this fear, but there was something much more powerful and profound about integrating with the public and with society this way that I never realized was really what I was struggling with. And all those years I had this sense of detachment and separation from people that I never really connected to the fact that I was shutting this part of myself off. So it's really that that made me realize that I'm trans because in order to become a full person, a complete person, I needed to be able to express this part of myself. Wow. And then over that time now, it's been a matter of conditioning, as I put it, you know, getting used to everyday things. I'm not full time, but you know, I want to be able to, you know, do day-to-day -day errands with just a level of comfort that anybody would have. And that just takes experience and practice, you know, and building a social life, which happened pretty quickly, starting with CGS and, you know, meeting a lot of people. But uh, the other thing too is with, I have the goal of making Susan as real as possible. And reality to me is, you know, having a sense of uh, purpose and meaning to uh, to that existence, and I mean that part of me. So uh, I didn't realize it that you know joining the board would be a step in that direction because then I took on roles and responsibilities. I have commitments with that, and I kind of need some of that connected with this role to feel for me that it really is a full and real part of my life. You know because uh, having that type of function has always been part of me on the male side. And um, if Susan was just a matter of expressing this and having a good time, it wouldn't feel you know, as all encompassing to me as I want it to be. So I want it to be more fully you know, integrated with my life as a whole in a meaningful way. But in a year, a lot's happened.
I'm very impressed with um, how confident and happy you seem and how put together and presented and, and beautiful you are from the inside out for this being like a year for you. I mean, yeah. it's just well, and, and being on, on a show like this. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have dreamed of doing something like this. And even in my male role, I would have been much more nervous about doing this type of thing. You know, and reaching out to you as a cold contact, that was like effortless. I mean, that's the type of thing I would have been much more reticent and reluctant to do in the past. So it opens up part of me, parts of me that really were kind of dormant. And uh, so I don't think of it as two different people at all. I'm the same person either way, but it's just opened me up more really on both sides. And that, that's what I wanted was that whatever mode I would be in, that I could just be more open and expressive and and more of a genuine, real person. Susan, I feel like, and Audrey, ask me if you agree, I feel like Susan is a very calming president. Like she seems very present and centered. Yes, absolutely. And so. she's actually, I met her for lunch early on in her, uh, in her journey. And even then she, she was nervous, but she still had that kind of uh, calm aura about her. No, that's just what it looks like. <laughs> well, and the fact that you talk about how you feel more <clears throat> confident and more outgoing and more complete, that should give you the satisfaction that you are on your right path. And what yeah, I know that. Yeah. Right, I know that without a doubt, but I had to have the experience to know that. There's nothing I could read or just think about or even being in therapy, you know, it would not be enough to do that. You know, it really had to be the experience to realize what could open up or what I was missing before, I guess. And, and just I never, oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was a part of me I never knew could be there and had not really, you know, experienced before. You know, we have a lot of people who listen in into the show who are not out at all. You know, they're, they're very closeted. They're, they live in, in deep secret and, and they, um, you know, they just let themselves listen to little bits of, of this. And it's, it's interesting. Um, I hope that they are hearing this and hearing your happiness and sense of completion and joy because it is the experience. I mean, and that is, there's beauty to us meet, meeting virtually, but there's magic to meeting in person. And when you have your meetings together to be able to hug each other, to dress, to see each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we used to have a lot of hugging at the meetings. Um, but that stopped. Well, the meeting stopped. Yeah. So regarding uh, this opening doors, I started doing storytelling because a trans friend recommended it to me. I doubt that that my male self would have ever gotten there because, you know, the the real deep story that I is inside me is really this this journey that I've been on. Uh, so. Um, it has been really a, a big plus in my life, much like you described, Susan, you're being involved. Uh, this has really opened a side of me that I would have probably never known about. Also getting to be president, I'd never done anything like that and being on the board as long as I've been on the board. Uh, so there's lots of opportunities by embracing your true self. Yeah. That's so exciting. And Audrey, you participate with Rachel Rollins too. I know a lot of our viewers know who she is. She's a major trans influencer on YouTube. 
I want to be a trans influencer. I'm going to have to start doing that. You are. You are. You are. <laughs> you both are. Whether you know it or not, you are. Yeah, so uh, I was on three sessions with Rachel, and uh, it was really a lot of fun. And so she never asked me back, so I don't <laughs> think I quite did you know, what she wanted. But uh, Rachel is still a good friend. I miss seeing Rachel. Um, Rachel is really a force to be reckoned with. And um, someday we'll get back together again. At the last CGS meeting, she was there and I went to hug goodbye and she wouldn't even give me an elbow. She's like, no, my wife said we shouldn't touch. Well, I have yeah. to make a comment about that appearance with Rachel because I actually saw Audrey in that YouTube with Rachel before I ever met Audrey in person. And I was so struck by that because it literally was the first I had heard of the concept of dual gender because they were talking about how they each identify. And I'll never forget that because that hit me so powerfully hearing something that suddenly I felt like I could more relate to than what I had you know, seen before that. So Audrey, it was your appearance that really was the beginning of opening those doors for me. And then I met Audrey uh, in person very shortly after that. Oh, wow. So you met her. You, I'm sure you were starstruck after seeing her on YouTube with Rachel meeting her in person. Yeah, well, I was uh, just getting aware of CGS. And uh, it was actually the first CGS uh, get together that I was coming to. It wasn't their meeting, but it was their social. And I was just about to walk in the door, you know, to see a group I had never seen before. And then Audrey walks up, you know, down the street and comes to the entrance right when I was there and I recognized her immediately, so. Oh, wow. That's how I feel at conferences and how I think some people feel when they've never met people in person, but they become friends on Facebook or their followers on Flickr or Instagram. Then you come to like a big conference too and you're kind of starstruck seeing everybody kind of walk around that you've only got to experience virtually. Yeah, and I hope we meet you sometime before too long also. I would love that. I've never been to Chicago and I'm dying. I heard the architecture tour is amazing. Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'd like yeah, to come out your way. Architecture. Oh, great. We all yeah, we're all talking at once. I'll be quiet. No, go ahead. I was just saying that we have fabulous architecture here and it's very compact. So you don't have to go to a million places to see it. You know, like New York is fantastic, but it's there's a lot of it spread out where Chicago is all pretty much in one location. It's it's better for that to come in the warm months, you know, either summer or, you know, the, the warmer part of spring or fall, because there's a uh, an architecture tour on a boat that goes down the Chicago River. And a lot of um, what they talk about is like right up riverfront on both sides. So that's a great, uh, you know, thing to do. A lot of a lot of tourists love to do that. And uh, CGS, up until this happened, we were doing a Lake Michigan cruise where we got on that brunch cruise, had a little brunch, then went up on top and you can see the, the beautiful skyline. Uh, so that didn't happen this year, obviously, but uh, I'm hoping that we'll be able to do it again next year. Oh, I already know that's when I'm coming. You had me at brunch. <laughs> you have me now, Susan, I'm, I'm really interested in this first meeting that you talked about because you had said earlier um, before we were, were live um, that, you know, you, and you had shared on the live that you had been struggling with how do you identify 
how do you label? You're not finding labels out there that you identified with until actually you heard Audrey speak. When you went to the meeting and you were experiencing being out for the first time with CGS, did you feel like people were trying to label you and pigeonhole and figure out who you were and where you were at? Uh, no, not at all. And that surprised me and uh, impressed me. I didn't know what to expect. And uh, to be honest, I just had a lot of self-doubt about whether I would be accepted by this group if they, you know, I didn't know what to think. So I would have thoughts like, well, I, I don't know if I'm really trans enough for what, you know, they would respect as being someone part of, you know, this organization. But it wasn't anything like that. It was no one even uh, questions it. You know, you're, everyone is just welcomed and accepted unconditionally. And uh, I don't think anybody that I've met in the trans community, and it's a lot of people, including outside of CGS, has ever asked me. So, you know, it's not like you have to, uh, you know, justify yourself or I think there's a sense within the community that people are who they feel they are. And, uh, and no one's going to doubt somebody else's, you know, ident identification of themselves. I mean, we all identify ourselves very clearly. It may not be a single word or a label, but, you know, no one can know who we are more than ourselves, I think. Yeah, and I love that. And so I hope that that is an answer to fears that people may be having that are listening and who've never really been out. It's not like, who are you? You know, and, and you're not trying to qualify people coming in the door. I think in my experience with any trans gathering, it's just happiness to be there, like welcome. Like, we're happy to see you. You're here for a reason, like on the planet, you're here with us right now to experience joy. And, you know, who you are is, is kind of up to you. Is right. that, would you agree with that too, Audrey? I uh, definitely would. We've had people come to our meeting uh, who are trans women or somewhere on the trans spectrum, but they come presenting as their male self because they're not ready. And so in some cases we've seen them later on as their themselves, but, you know, we don't care, you know, we, young or old, we have always encouraged trans men to come and we've had some come over time, but, uh, but they seldom stick and maybe because we have a lot of uh, content that's more of interest to trans women, but uh, we have always encouraged everyone to come because uh, this is our mission is to be a safe and expect accepting place. That's and it has always been over my many years of being involved. Yeah, and I've gotten so much help from being part of it. You know, my perspective is, is of course, as someone fairly new to this, at least on the public side of it. And I'm just amazed and grateful for all the support I've gotten you know, both within CGS and the uh, and CGS being a springboard for me, knowing a lot of other people in the community outside of the organization as well. And uh, it's done so much, you know, to help my development. You know, I'm, I'm really amazed by, you know, the community overall. I love it. And, you know, and I feel like what I see here are two products of an organization that are so passionate about that organization that they couldn't help but give back. Um, and I'd love to hear from some of our audience. How do you how do you feel about you know this talk about labels? Have you found labels to um, be a deterrent and and kind of 
slow down your progress and your journey? Or have you worried about how people would identify you or struggled with how you would identify yourself? What what does this mean to you? Susan, since you've been speaking, we've had so many comments come in um, and about you. Um, so let me let me get on here. Um, so Tracy's congratulating Miranda on being our sister of the month. Christy Avery joined us. So she's one of our other Alaskan girls um, who's one of our sisters. Christy, welcome. She said she was out doing some shopping therapy. Um, and Tracy, you, so you, you know, you've got a fan, Susan. Wow, only a year, Susan. I only started reaching out to the community back in the spring. So now I can see where I could be in a few months. Both of you are so inspiring. Um, and, you know, so when we were talking about people who are home and still positive, she says, that's me still only out to one person. Um, and Miranda says, Tracy, you can be out to us and we will be your family. Oh, that's why I love Trans Tuesday. It's like my favorite night of the week. Um, and Tracy says, you should totally visit me. If you ever come to Chicago, Cass, I would love to meet you in person. Tracy, you got it. We're going to brunch. <laughs> We're going to the CGS brunch. And um, Tracy Miranda are about to become friends. We've got Tommy Lynn Royer, who's been um, joining us as late. Hi there. Juanita says, we love and accept everyone who walks through our doors. Juanita, you sound like a phenomenal board member as well. And Ashley um, Chamora says, this is for sure, Juanita. We do love and accept everyone at our get-togethers. Oh my goodness, I can't wait till you meet in person again. I'm excited. <laughs> this sounds like the warmest and most exciting place. Um, so ladies, we had something exciting when Lindsay and I spoke. We both did special offers for your group. Um, so, and you had that kind of advertised in your primrose. I know that Lindsay Taub was offering her top 10 list of how to find the perfect wig. And I was offering a raffle um, and I was offering the raffle for two months. So for two months in a row, I, August and September, I was raffling off um, free, 30 free minutes of my time virtually. If you would like coached on femininity, if you'd like coached on how to become an influencer and take better selfies, um, all they had to do was send me an email. And I actually have the winner from tonight. And we're gonna be running that raffle again next month. So if you didn't win tonight, send me an email, info at CassandraStorm.com and send in the code CGS2020, and you can win 30 free virtual minutes of my time, coaching for however you need on the spectrum of my feminine heart, I'm here for you. So tonight's winner from August, we have um, Sarah Shore. Sarah Shore, congratulations. I don't know if you're watching tonight, um, but yes, very excited to work with you. And we also had, um, so I actually ran the same promotion on YouTube. So if you joined our YouTube page, I was offering that up as well. And of anybody new who subscribed to our YouTube page got 30 free minutes of my time. And the winner of that, uh, congratulations, is Desiree. Desiree, who's one of our regulars, congratulations. You've got 30 free coaching minutes of my time. So if you are getting the Primrose, if you are a paid member, and you know, Audrey, you seem so stressed over the, the cost of your membership. It's like the cost of like a happy meal a month. For Big Mac, you can become a member, <laughs> you know. It was um, a struggle to get it raised from $50. So yeah, it's, it is a little stressful for me because then COVID hit almost right away. But um, yeah, $70 is really not that much. 
No, and it costs money to run an organization like you have um, to do the tech. If you're doing virtual meetings, to have sophisticated accounts for Zoom and your websites and protect people's privacy, but then also for meeting in person to pay for the event space and the other things that you have. And we um, still print the primrose, so we have printing and mailing costs. You print your primrose. Wow. So we do it back then once a year after our holiday party, which won't happen this year. We print it in color, but uh, we only send it out to those who are requesting it to be mailed. So most of our most of our distribution is through um, through uh, email. But uh, for our vendors, we still uh, mail out the copy, and then they can put it in their store or wherever. I was going to see a uh, a therapist, and they came and presented and. There was a uh, primrose right in their magazine rack. So it was very cool. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, it really, it isn't a lot. And I, I'll tell you ladies, the primrose is a resource because it was shared with me because our ads, our raffles and, and Lindsay's wig thing were all in the primrose. We got to see it and it's, it's like an ebook. It's almost like a free ebook every month. It is page after page of stories and inspiration and resources and, yeah, you don't have to be in the Chicago area to benefit from it. It's it's truly beautiful. Yeah, and there's a lot of news that's included too, uh, current events that are related to the trans community and often on the national level. So it's pretty informative in addition to being geared for the membership. Yeah, phenomenal. All right, we've got some more people tuning in. So we have a Dan Trample with us. I, I'm not, I have not met Dan yet. I don't know if Dan is from your area. Um, there's a lot of overlap between the Chi chapter and CGS, but in Chicago, we also have the benefit of the center on Halstead that sponsors a variety of support and discussion groups that support even a wider variety of diversity within the trans community. Yeah, so their mission is much larger than just trans people, but um, I've, I've been down there. They, they hold a transgender day of remembrance uh, every year in October. October. No, that's the, I've confused that in the National Coming Out Day. But they are, they've been very supportive. They did reach out to us and we co-sponsored a uh, cookout on there. They have a beautiful facility. So yes, that does. So Dan, when uh, when I was thinking about the groups, I, there's not, there's some groups to meet there, but it's not a, essentially a transgender support group, but it is a huge uh, LGBT resource. And uh, very accepting of trans and very, they have lots of trans programming, which by the way, the calendar in the Primrose uh, has has the events going on in Center and Hallstead. You could check their website. Oh, that's funny. I have seen your calendar is, is booked. You have a lot going on and now I know why. It's not just all CGS. You're promoting the other um, groups in the area. That's phenomenal. Um, we've got a, another comment coming from Nora Simone again. So Nora, I'm so sorry I was not able to read your whole comment. I did see um, it was too long to come through on here, but if you are on our, our page. So for anyone who's watching who's not on the My Feminine Heart page, you can read. Nora is a beautiful writer. She writes for Trans Living Magazine. She writes for a lot of um, trans uh, publications that are online as well. Um, and Nora's my cover girl. So I've had clients. I'm a photographer. 
for those of you who are watching who don't know. Um, and I have gotten clients um, on the inside and back covers of Trans Living Magazine, which is a global, international only printed publication of its size. That's a magazine for the trans community. And Nora, I've gotten on the cover, just stunningly gorgeous. Um, and uh, yeah, so Nora says the trouble with labeling people is that when we do that, we dehumanize them. People are no longer individuals with unique backgrounds, upbringings, genres, quirks, traits, and opinions. Instead, people are symbols. They are black or white, Irish, Catholic, or Jewish, liberal or conservative, rich or poor, trans or bigendered or cross-dresser. When we lump people in categories, that is a way of generalizing about them, and generalizing is another word for prejudice, right? Powerful stuff, Nora. Yeah. So, Nora, yeah. I, when I did the thing with Rachel Rowens, uh, uh, she encouraged me to look at the comments on YouTube, and so I did, and one of the people responded, and there were three of us, and uh, they said, uh, you're just three um, cross-dressers, and it's like, I was going to respond, but then what can you really say? But it's like, why do you have to, you know, try to diminish us by labeling us as something that's really kind of a derogatory term now? I don't get it, but that's what happens with labels. So it did make me feel angry and diminished. Yeah. Well, one thing, I, one thing I've thought about this is um, there's, there's basically three aspects to this. There's our inner sense of self, and then there's our presentation, which what we're trying to do and my objective in how I present is to try to relate that to, to who I am so that I'm putting forward something that's authentic and genuine and honest as a statement about who I, I feel that I am inside. Then the other aspect is how we're perceived by others and how we're regarded. And I think as soon as we take the step to come forward and be out, you know, in public, you know, we're accepting that people will make whatever, you know, judgments or, you know, or, you know, snap uh, kind of categorizing of, of anyone that they do, even aside from the whole uh, gender thing, anyone who's out is presenting themselves in a way that they feel is them. And anyone walking by may very well come to whatever thought about that person that they have just on what they see on the surface. And that may not be at all who that person is, but you can't really worry about that. It's, uh, I mean, the, the thing that I think a lot of us are trying to get to is where we just feel connected with how we're putting ourselves across. And, you know, and I'm not going to worry too much about how that's taken, especially by strangers who don't mean anything to me. If it's people that are important to me, then it's going to be much more important. Susan, that's very strong. I can tell you, like, I, I I, get hurt when I see negative comments. Like when Audrey was reading that, that hurt me for Audrey. Um, you know, there's so much negativity in the world. And that's one of the reasons that the, the goal of my feminine heart is to always be positive. You know, there's so much negativity and everywhere. This is like a loving, safe, positive space. Um, and you know, our audience has, has always been so supportive and loving. And as you can see, we kind of, we cheer each other on. Um, and that's, you know, if you can, if, if you have that strength to block out the negative labels and negative comments, 
do it and know that how you see yourself from the inside out, Susan, like you said, starting from the inside and presenting the best <coughs> you can, that, that feeling of who you are, that's that's all we can expect of ourselves in life. Yeah, but, I'm not saying it's easy either. And, you know, I care what other people think. I'm not the type of person who can say, I don't care what somebody thinks, I'm going to be me. I, I do actually care what other people think, and that's not going to change. But I'm past the point of letting that stop me. I'm not going to sacrifice my life for my authenticity because of that. And uh, to Audrey, I would also say, if you wanted to make sure that never happened, you would go back into hiding, and you know that you're not going to do that. It's not Total worth it. For that. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. So um, my, if you watch the show, you might know one of my favorite celebrities is Cher. I just, I was raised on Cher. I love all things Cher. I put Cher, one of Cher quotes in our newsletter um, today. And I was, so I was looking up a bunch of her quotes and what everyone's talking about right now, I almost put one in and I love it. And her, you know, if you watch Cher, she does what she does and she is who she is. She gets a lot of criticism. And that's one of the things that I love. You know, she's an Oscar winning actress. People will say she can't act. She's an award-winning musician. People say that she can't sing. I mean, whatever she does, she owns, no matter what the negative stuff is. And I came across a quote of hers today that says, um, I only answer to two people, myself and God. And that's it. So I feel like if we can all just walk around with Cher's confidence, we'll be fine. <laughs> um, well, ladies, I wanna thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, and uh, yeah, just more comments coming in. I thank you ladies so much for our audience for being involved with us. Um, Susan and Audrey for joining us all the way from Chicago. Um, one more time, how can people, they could just Google Chicago Gender Society, your emails in the comments from Juanita um, about joining in and, and participating with your meetings virtually for now and then we're all gonna come out for brunch when we're able to meet in person next summer on the cruise. That sounds fabulous. That'd be great. Um, as a reminder, so for everybody um, who's new to tonight, My Feminine Heart is a sisterhood where we provide um, content every week that is informational and inspirational. And we, um, we meet on Tuesday nights with a live interaction with our audience, but we also have a membership and we have a lot of exclusive things that are just for our club members. Um, so I encourage you to check out myfeminineheart.com to learn more. Our membership is gonna be reopening in 2021, but for one week only. So if you want to get into our membership, send me an email, info at CassandraStorm.com, and I can keep you on the waiting list for when we reopen. And all that information is on our site as well. In the meantime, join us on our Facebook page when we get together 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday night. Um, this month, we are going to have two special broadcasts with Miranda Jones. Miranda is our sister of the month for September. So coming up, um, looking at my calendar. Hold on here. So um, September 11th. 9-11, which is perfect because Miranda is actually a veteran. So Miranda, thank you so much for your service. We will be broadcasting the journey of her transition as a dual gendered, um, amazing trans woman who is partly out and partly in the closet. And it sounds like tonight was debating like how to transition at work. So we're really excited. Like we are in the midst of this journey with Miranda and she's one of our club 
um, founding club members of My Feminine Heart. So she's been an integral part of our membership from the very beginning. And, and we thank her for that. And we also talk a lot about um, health and wellness, um, you know, so much about um, figuring out who you are and denying who you are. So many of our our sisters talk about um, like a, a dissociation between themselves and their body, like comfort eating or um, drinking or, or whatever, or body building, whatever they can do to distance that feminine call from inside themselves. And a lot of what we encourage in My Feminine Heart is to answer that call and kind of get back in touch with who you are inside and out. So one of our coaches who we love, Marina, who is a hormonal imbalance wellness coach is gonna be on Trans Tuesday twice this month. So next week she's doing a full takeover and she's gonna be talking about nutrition and how that affects um, hormonal imbalance. And she actually has been coaching one of our founding club members, Samantha Etheridge. So Samantha and Marina will be on together next Tuesday to talk about her journey and how she's been kind of reconnecting with her body with Marina's guidance. And Marina is our beautiful Italian and she's like, you know, straight from Italy to here. And she came here as a, as a 19 year old and she is all about the whole foods and natural cooking. So for our club members, this is gonna be an exclusive benefit for just members. She's gonna do a private cooking class on how to make real Italian sauce from scratch. So we will be doing that um, the fourth uh, Tuesday in September. So that'll be a club member only. And last but not least, cause there's five weeks in September, club members, we're gonna have a party on the last week. And I think we might do a Zoom party for the public on the public page. So I'm gonna be sending out um, some special emails and surveys to our club members to see what kind of party we wanna throw. But if you're watching, this is literally like how we've been rolling. We've been building our membership together and just excited to celebrate with each other every week with all of our sisters. So ladies again, thank you so much. Susan. I have a question for the Alaska people. Uh, they'll have to answer because they'll have to answer in the chat. But uh, at Be All, which is an event we used to have in Chicago, for years a uh, trans woman named Enya came to the event, and she used to have either a radio show or a podcast or something. So I'm just curious if Enya is – she was in Anchorage. So I'm just curious if she's somebody that's still around. I don't know. Ladies, um, Christy, Desiree, if you know Enya, please comment in. Um, Juanita said that Chaz Bono has attended one of your events, one of the balls that you used to have, the Be All. Yeah, the Be All was a conference in uh, Chicago that went on for many years, and now I think it's been gone for about seven. But yes, Chaz was our guest speaker. We've okay. had good guest speakers over time. Yeah, this sounds fantastic. Well, ladies, I am so excited to be in the know with everything that you have going on. Desiree, she, she says she's not sure. Christy might. Desiree's our young one. Christy's been around a little bit longer up in Alaska, so hopefully she'll check in. Um, and feel free to comment afterwards, even after we sign off, and let us know your thoughts on the things that we've talked about tonight. Susan and Audrey, you shared so much of yourselves. Um, I am so inspired by your journey and the lives that you are leading right now. And I love how um, the similarities that you have in your friendship, but then the differences in your journeys as well and how you pair that for your organization so that you can inspire somebody like, you know, Tracy, 
um, who may not be in the same age range as you, but she connects with, you know, a little bit of Susan's story. She's connecting with Audrey's inspiration and how she's excited to now be a part of this. So I feel like the two of you are creating this dynamic duo, along with your other amazing board members like Juanita and Karen, um, to come and participate with your events. It's such a wide range of people that we have uh, and across different age groups and different places that they are in their journey. It's quite a mix, really. And maybe in a small way, we reflect that, but it's even you know, broader than what it may seem from the two of us, I think. Well, definitely, because we have people that have you know, fully transitioned in every sense. and Like Juanita, you know, since she was 16. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Well, ladies, thank you so much. I'm going to say good night to you and our thank audience. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And uh, now I'm going to aspire to be an influencer. So I may have to take some time with you to figure out how to be a good influencer. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So send me an email and I'll enter you into my raffle, CGS 2020, and we can have 30 minutes to work on your influencing in the in the transcript world. So. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, thanks Ladies. so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks to great. all the CGS members that joined uh, in tonight. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Welcome to all the new people who joined us. I hope you share with us in, in the future because we're not at the exact same time as CGS, so you can do both. Um, and ladies, I can't wait. I would love for you to come back and join us again in the future. And again, thank you for having Lindsay and I as a part of your virtual workshop. That was amazing. Oh, we yeah, love no. it. We want to have you back too. Yeah, we do. You got it. Anytime. Oh, great. Great. Thanks well, again. Thanks so much. Oh, my pleasure. Well, good night, all of you. Good night. Good night. Lots good night. of love to everybody out there. Have a beautiful evening. And if you're not getting our newsletter, make sure you contact me, info at CassandraStorm.com, and you will be in the know when we have amazing women like Susan and Audrey join us for Trans Tuesday. So good night, everybody. Hugs to everyone. Bye-bye.